Hello and welcome back to the 10th Pine Podcast. We're here with me, Lucas Normal and Beefham. All right. And we're also here with a very special guest, Nick from the T-Street Band. All right, mate. I'm good, how are you? Sounds, you know, yeah. What's the sketch with swearing and all stuff like that? Say what you want. Sound, yeah. 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 I'm fucking sound. <laughs> just had to wouldn't have got to check myself before. I mean. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm very good, it's right. Thanks for having me. That's nice. So we'll start off with, how do you, what was your first like, experiences in music and how did you get into it? Hey, well, started playing with the Maybes years ago, talking like 2002. So I was playing as a kid, playing all like bits of guitar with mate Nicky Ellison. Uh, we met Tim Owen Lee in music college in 2002 in the Arts Centre and just got the Maybes together then. Played like hundreds of gigs, hundreds of gigs. That was like an eight, seven or eight year career with them. National tours and album festivals, the full thing, yeah. So that was like, first music things, probably playing music with my dad in the house, but like professionally, yeah, the maybes, like 18 years ago, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, how old are you? 19. There you go, oh, yeah. Fucking, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> still at it, you know what I mean? Still having a go. Why, why, why did you start? Like, what sort of like inspired you to start? Like, into tunes, you know, like, do know? I remember being a kid watching like Hard Days Nights and like loads of music films and getting right into it. And my dad played uh, guitar. My dad was Spanish, so playing to play like Spanish guitar off him yeah. bits when I was a kid. And then, you know, being dead straight, getting stoned with my mates in the in the nineties when you're like fifteen, sixteen, listening to all boss albums from the sixties and seventies and that and just getting right into it and buzzing off each other instead of hanging around on the streets. We'd just be playing tunes till all hours and listening Lost to that. records and, and then just like, you know, you meet other kids from around the city that doing the same thing and like there seemed to be a, an appetite from young lads in the city around that time. So the bandwagon was formed and you had the like you know the old Delta Sonic thing going on with the coral Zootons, yeah. the bandits who formed the bandwagon and loads of really like really hard work and trumpets really hard work and really boss bands that like listen to loads of tunes and to all go and watch each other and you know, get behind each other or give each other shits, whatever way <laughs> it was working out. But there was loads of good appetite dead like hard work and real professional musicians so it's all just like everyone was trying to get on everyone's toes you know what i mean yeah and work it then yeah so yeah oh that's it when what year did the name tc band come about then when yeah yeah well i i jipped the maybes after some personal things in like 2009 2010 and then our mate albo james albertina he was already writing music under the name the t street band we used to record with him and we'd sort of be his backing bands as things were happening. And I think like, no tea, cup of tea. He said he didn't know what the East Street band was and all that, he was like smoking weed. So like, that was his thing. <laughs> and then he was like, after the maybe sort of dissolved, so it's thing. Him and Timo, our lead singer, were writing some dance tunes together and our mate, uh, Julia. Uh, Julia Brunn, she was working for Strongbow, booking bands for Greenfields and Tenton festivals. She heard this dance tune they were doing. She said, No, these were shit up with the maybe. She was like live, you know, she was a hypo. Mm. If you can play that new dance music live, we'll book you for Greenfield. So Timo gets on the phone to me the next day, he said, Get on this. Do you want to form a band just to play Greenfield? So like, was like, oh, Yeah, go ahead, we're going to have a little party there and do what we do. And 
Yeah, so we just formed a band really, like on top, jumped on elbows, idea, and then formed a band just to play Greenfield and have a party. That was ten years ago, this summer. No two albums in making the third one now, having a grin, tours all around the world just for having a laugh, really. So this sort of this feels a bit like cheating compared to the maybe days, which was like well that was like a crusade, fifty, sixty hours a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so this is just like having a laugh with your your old mates that you've known for years, do you know what I mean? Like so it's a it's good it's a good it's a good sound to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Do you prefer it now? So back with that, or hey. do you like like the hard way of it back I don't, know, I don't like being old. So I mean, but like, hey, I know I like. I mean, I have a lot of constraints, I suppose, being this age. You know, bills to pay and other bits on the go. Back then, we didn't give a fuck. We were just playing, say, 50, 60 hours a week. Your life was music, playing yeah. all the time. You know, it was yeah. fucking, it was great. So. Like that, can't beat that every day playing music 10 hours and then with your best mates and then getting out and playing like 15, 20 gigs a month or something. That's like, that's living that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I was like, but now there isn't any pressure, it is a good laugh. It's like our game of five aside once a week, you know what I mean? Getting out and having a meet up with, yeah. with your mates and keeping yourself a bit, keeping your head on it and you know, tipping your toe in. And it's like, it was times because we took it so seriously and we did, you know, take any young band may just work your ass off. It's all it's about. Because we don't take this so seriously now, or we did take that so seriously. Sometimes you can maybe, you know, you don't en- allow yourself to enjoy it because yeah. you're like, do this, do this, next day, next day. And now it's like, you know what, give yourself a break, enjoy it, and have a grin. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. It's so mixed. Do you know what I mean? Mixed yeah. either way. But we're still doing it, so it must be a buzz. Yeah. You know what I mean? Otherwise, what's, what's the point? What's the biggest festival you've played? And what one have you like? What have, what have you enjoyed? The it's most? Leeds, Leeds and Redden. A couple of times, Radio 1 Dance Tents and Institution. Them Dance Tents are big, like, you know, a couple of thousand massive PA. They're a buzz, them, because it's, like, it's like you're sitting in, it's like the musical amp stage equivalent of driving a Ferrari, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like <laughs> massive amps, massive PA. Yeah. All fucking engineers everywhere wiping your ass for you. It's <laughs> boss, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that's an heavy one. I think, to be honest though, you can't, like they're a buzz, they're an adrenaline buzz. Remember playing a gig in Sound City in the day when it was based in the city centre in the garage on Walter Home Square? And that was Red Bull Bacta. And that was like, that was heavy. That was pumped about one in the morning. Festival converged on the square. It's like, no, everyone was fucking loose. <laughs> no, and we were rad on it, like really slick, and that was that was bouncing. But then you go back to like, do you know, a magnet gig or a gig in the Zanzibar, like, mm. you know, he's playing to two hundred people, two hundred people who want to be there, and it's shocker, sweating, and it's bouncing. Like you can't that closeness, that sort of reciprocal, symbiotic thing going on in that, like the synergy there, like that's you can't beat that really. The rest's a bit more ego. Do you know what I mean? Fucking look at me, I'm boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stage and this is all great. But that, that feels like something's going on, do you know what I mean? There's like, there's a higher thing going on, I suppose, now. But there's like an energy feeding and bouncing off each other. Yeah. yeah. Must be some buzz. It is, mate, yeah. It is. It's like, that's why it's a, you end up chasing it when you get off stage, I suppose, as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to keep it up there. But it is, it's boss. Like, we, you know, 
we got a bit of a, I think sometimes of being all out records or whatever, but going up on stage and that, like, you know, straight-headed, on it, playing music properly, there to do a job, there to, you know, do it, and then the buzz, you get off that clean, kind of flying, proper adrenaline buzzing, you're all on it, do you know what I mean? That, that, no, you can't beat that. Music's the one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun. Do you enjoy being in the studio as well? Hey. Like for causing? Yeah, I mean, you, I think it's like, used to be a weird one when we were younger. I used to like be a bit wary, a bit, you know, a bit worries of like, you know, getting it right and a bit apprehensive and not, you know, not being fluid in the recording arena and all that. But like now it's exciting to make another record. And yeah. It's good. Like we were in last night, working, playing some Bedtown on the first day synth parts for the the next album the very very early days and it's like it's good to know something's coming around again do you know what i mean it's like it's your next chapter it's your next your next bit of work and you don't know what's going to going to happen with that do you know what i mean yeah it's like something could kick off boss could take it somewhere and you just don't know i don't know what it's going to be called i don't know what's going to work out this song's going to end up being shit. someone you haven't wrote yet might end up being yeah. boss you just don't know so there's like there's a bit of a you know mystery to it all excitement there and now i'm 40 do you know what i mean so it's good to be good to still have that on the go it's like little injection yeah back to F-O, like. <laughs> yeah. where do you let like where do you sort of get the ideas from is it from like experiences in your life or like anything else like so you writing songs yeah 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 Did, you know we all write different bits and all right like you know responsible for different parts at different times not like someone's just a strict songwriter and so songs sometimes you're writing on someone else's song and sometimes they're writing on yours sometimes you're writing on someone's piece of music sometimes you wake up one day and something just comes out your head and you don't think it's about anything to do with you at all and then two three years later like fucking hell my head was battered there <laughs> when i've just been writing about and or sometimes you just you know what you want to write about who you want to write about and you know there's like a dedication thing going on or you're trying to get an emotion across or some type of topic it's like i think you can't restrict that things just flow or they don't and when they're not you've just wrecking your head trying to work something too hard till it, it flows again and then sometimes you're just having a laugh like we don't want in the studio last today from the last album Marseille Blues and like two of the lads were playing some boss riff on some new pedal I was in the meantime I'll come back and it's fucking boss that a, a groove on the go like it's felt like I had this French thing on the go and then Tom our drummer had a Marseille top on like yeah. the foot the footy yeah. team so like Marseille Blues and just fucking ran off and turned into something and it's like part of it means something part of it doesn't mean fucking any just sounds good and like you just you know no science to it, no strict way of doing it. No. Like, just throw everything at it at different times. And if, if it sounds and feels good and you're okay with living with it, then yeah, you'll know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can try shit and it sounds shit, so you've been it. Even though at the time you think, oh, there's going to be a boss this. Yeah, it's like fucking crap, I swear to that. And then go back and get something else from the go till it's like, fucking hell, didn't expect that, you know what I mean? So we can't, can't contrive it too much, I think. Yeah. If you can, that's like Paul McCartney gear where you're just some like, Alien, super <laughs> being like you know the best in the world, just knocking out yeah, like tunes, fucking having a shite in the morning. You know what I mean? He's crazy, isn't he? Yeah, like, yeah, just, just as we do. You know, different days, different vibes, different emotions, different people in your life, different different memories, and that. Yeah. He just mentioned you've been in like doing your third third album, is it? Yeah, third T Street one. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. When, when do you reckon that'll be done by or couldn't you say? <sighs> we tend to take hard time, so I don't <laughs> know. Like hopefully, you know, if we can get it together by March. Because, like, we've all got jobs, do you know what I mean? We can't just, like, go in and book two weeks and lock ourselves away from work. And, you know, yeah. like, people have families and kids and shit, so, like, you sort of got to do it on the weekends and when you can get it in and get it right. So if we carry on the way we are, you know, it'll be, like, March, finished. But we'll be able to have a track out February, early March or something like that. Mm. And then... Let the label do their thing. I'd like to see this side the next summer, but it'll probably be September, October. Yeah. And I'm not, and hopefully be able to book a tour if the world will let us. Yeah. Back then, yeah. you know what I mean? Hopefully. Have you missed out on a lot in terms of gigs and so on? I, I don't know. We weren't in like, we were in cycle. I mean, you know, you had Jay on the other week and like, do you know, with him putting his album out and all that, like people who were like, do you know, in cycle to get out and get on tours, mate. They missed out on a lot, hopefully. Yeah. Them opportunities will still be there, definitely with Jay. You know, he's fucking smashing it, isn't he? So, yeah. you know, them things will happen. But everyone's just itching, itching to play, whether it's fucking one gig, where I tour around the world of hundreds, you know, everyone's just itching to play, everyone's itching to go to gigs. Yeah. You know, we're missing being together, aren't we, everyone? So, you know, like, you know, missing out a lot on that, financially or business-wise or opportunity. Not, not as much because we we've been writing. Let's give us the opportunity to write, I suppose, and yeah. get this mm. done instead of just like the odd little spot gig. But now with this time, be able to plot next year and hopefully ram a load of fezzies down people's throats. Either one. What would you say yeah. the best festival you played is? Don't know. I seen on your Instagram you've done Kendall Collins main stage. Yeah, that yeah. was weird. We come back from playing the night before. We just flew back from Australia. We've done a little mini Australian tour, come back, like literally got to Heathrow like six, seven o'clock in the night, come straight home. We were driving to Kendall in a splitter at like nine the next morning on the main stage at 12, half, half 12, one. So hardly anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's still in bed. But then you look around on the big fucking massive screen and your head's on and looking cool in a pair of shades and a Boss Arrington. You know what I mean? Like, thinking, yeah, still fucking needs a kid here. No, but like, like all fezzies are great. They're always a bit mad as well, you know. It's like it's not your backline. You rushed on enough. You're not playing to your crowd necessarily. You're there to win over a crowd and have a grin with them. But they're all like the boss. You know, you're backstage getting driven around on a buggy. There's all <laughs> fucking loads of knobhead famous people or whatever here and there. Half roar off them decent scran. You know, backstage festival caterers normally decent. Like Leeds and Redden's always ran well. Like we've always just missed out on a. Playing Glastonbury, I've been saying I'll play Glastonbury since about fucking 1999. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're still fucking playing Glastonbury next year, one of them. So, like, that's the one I want to do more than anything, just for that. That can we'd smash it. Fucking some mad sense out the way in the EP fields at about two in the morning, just fucking send people around the bends. Do you know what I mean? That'd do us big time. You mentioned Australia there, that's mad the way you played there. Yeah, that was with the Anfield rap, fortunately. Like, you know. Had some good relationships with the, some really good people doing like you know, they started their podcasts like yourselves. You can end up taking us then <laughs> five ten years time Hope if you so. want, boys. <laughs> Keep it going, isn't it? I'd like you know, yeah. That was that was through them things that things happen. Good people doing good things and they want work with good people and that's you know, blessed with that in Liverpool. You know, to have a lot of mates that are uh, cracking on and doing good mm. things and you know, 
it's a, it's a proper buzz, proper community, isn't it? Do you, yeah. can, you must be finding out with working and messaging all people and everyone's yeah. game is fucking, everyone's sounds and spinning things back and all that and getting mm. it on. It's a good thing to do. Like, you know, the city's on it. The city supports each other and there's a lot of people who are pushing things. So, yeah, that was a decent one. But we done, we were there for five days, two cities, Sydney and Melbourne, three gigs. So, like, we were fucked. <laughs> you know I mean? That's a long, like, 22, 24 hours worth of flights either side. Being there, you don't know what fucking day or night. <laughs> then you go yeah. on a gig, you're just fucking yawning on stage. Then you're fucking up, like, till 7 in the morning. Like, you know, but boss, no, I'm not moaning there. So I'm like, fucking hell, yeah. can't tell you, But yeah, that's it. It's great. It couldn't really be asked with Sydney, though, to be honest. Like, Melbourne was a day, it was a buzz. I, was in, I thought that was a nice place, but... Yeah, Sydney, fuck it. Just looks like any other city, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So was that your tour or you were No, the it was the Anfield Apps tour and we were the, oh, uh, yeah. like the house band for them during Played with actually Carl Kennedy, Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours, like the doctor yeah. in that. He's got his own band, so we went to fucking Melbourne, the home of the shit, what is it, fucking, the, that show, Neighbours, yeah. <laughs> what? Doesn't matter. What? I was just I just said the Sydney cricket ground. I was down in Melbourne. I know. You were playing. It was it was in the Melbourne Victory. It was in the Melbourne Victory thing. We played. Liverpool played because Liverpool were playing. That was it. So I can remember that Liverpool played in that game for a, some fucking friendly. And I think it was the largest ever capacity match they've played because the ground's fucking massive. So we were like playing the parties after that. Yeah. With like fellas from Australian soap operas and that. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, good though. Who's like the I biggest band you've supported? Or just sort of like being on tour with or whatever? I don't know. I'm trying to think, it's fucking. It's that long over the years. Last ones were like. Were like the Charlans or fucking. Like lads from the Doves. Fucking. You know, it's like spot gigs in town or like, you know, going on tour with in Spiral Carpet or something or never really done loads of like big support tours. We've always mm-hmm. done our own thing and we've always threw our own gigs on in the city. So we used to play when we were like kids, we'd jump on whatever support we could for any local tour and bamboo. Like, it's good playing gigs with Shaq in Liverpool, to be honest. Yeah. And there's some of my favourite support gigs in the city. Played a good few with them. They were always like rammed full of like proper scousers losing the shit and like really emotional charged but dead scouse crowds do you know what I mean yeah, like they yeah. were like like you know their their fan base in this city's unrivaled I think so that was good but then going on playing bits in the Echo Arena or something like a big massive long bill with other people and then you forget who's on do you know what I mean like all other bands but yeah I reckon like probably Shaq in Liverpool that, that's been the most the, most support I've been into. Stayed Mick and John, well, the old bands and belters, proper like, and they helped us a lot. We were first playing with the Maybes. So, like, yeah, them. Easy. Yeah, I listened to the album. I, I only got onto them in um, during lockdown. They have the yeah. album, don't they? HMS Fable, is it? HMS Fable, yeah. Fucking boss yeah. album. Listening to them this morning. Actually, started my day since I met you. Today, it's Belter. Get onto Water Pistol. And the song on the side of it especially. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. One of the one of the best scouts albums in my opinion. Like everything goes on about the Lars and all that. Mm. It's fucking great, don't get me wrong, it's boss. Yeah. You've only got one album though. Do you want yeah. to some more gear? 
Zwischen den Gegend von der Alben zu fucking Belze. Es war 28 Minuten so, aber absolut bliss. Jetzt haben die Songs, es ist crazy. Aber, you know, we can't live on just one album, as far as I'm concerned. Show me your tunes, lad. Do you know what I mean? Like, listening. Get out your pace and show me your tunes. Because you must have some Belzes, mustn't you? Yeah. You're not writing that album and not fucking writing anything else. That's shite, you know what I mean? Like, you must be able to have some Belzes still there. So just let's hear them, man, do you know what I mean? We'd love to be able to interview him, you know. Probably the hard work. <laughs> to be honest, no, yeah. You know, a lot of people being after him getting out, but he just does his thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know the guy, but like, do you know, from what I know, he just does his thing and he's happy with that. And do you know, and I don't even think he, by the sounds of it, he's even happy with that album, is he? When you see yeah, there is stuff interviews yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that, do you know what I mean? It's like fucking, it's a monster, isn't it? <laughs> like, do you know? So yeah, I'd just like to see more tunes, something really. Really too asked, but just can't kiss your tunes, mate. Come out, kiss a golf. Yeah. What like local like sort of around this time now, rather than the past? Like what musicians you're onto now, or bands in the city, or further well, afield? Like, you know, I used to do a book all bands for Sound City for a few years, all the local uh, up and coming, the emerging artists, and from all around the world. So. All the locals like the Sons, the Sway, you know, Webster, Keo. Uh, trying to think, you know, a bit older, like, you know, she drew the gun a few albums in. She's like, Louise is one of the best songwriters you laid around. You know, the Coral getting a new album together, back playing loads. Let's think, usually Louis, Louis Berry, he's been out doing bits, hasn't he? You know, you've got uh, Mason and Rats, they usually have had them on. Mm. They're doing all bits. Yeah. Like, you know, I think it's like, to be honest, as I'm thinking through there, Cause like, you know, like Hush Tones, they just released an EP there, Belter, you know, Kangaroos, they were flying with, you know, lockdowns, swatted everyone, hasn't it? So you don't know, we'll be back playing mm-hmm. and getting things back on the go. Just hope a lot of the bands that were picking up momentum and, and all that are going to carry on and not lose faith or like get caught up in just fucking basing off in their house and, you know, earning, earning the wages and that. Like, oh, hopefully. You know, they've been writing loads and the new bands have formed and who knows what will come out of the, the arse end of this. Maybe there's loads of fucking dead frustrated people that'll want to get some music out. So, they, you know, they, they'll all continue to crack on and get some more records out and do, do a few bits. Any use of it off that I've never touted there that I should be listening to? Um, Caro's. Caro's, yeah, yeah on them. Yeah, cheap thrills. Yeah, cheap thrills, Caro's. You know, cheap thrills are fucking been going as long as me, even though they're fucking still dead young. Remember <laughs> Louie and that playing when they were like 15, 16, boss band though. They're really good band. And yeah, I mean, they had a push with their single last year. One, 19, they were fucking flying. Do you know? You know, you got Katie Mach, some of the girls doing their bits. Stop the all get call get back playing. Drew, Drew Connery was doing bits with Katie. He's put his own single out or his own song early on in the year. Hope he gets a few more bits out. So yeah, she's just gonna should be making a new album. That'll get on to them. Yeah, yeah. Louisa, mate, she's some songwriter. You know, she's belter. Like to hear her stuff, their new stuff. Yeah, if you say any new hot bands, mate, send me them, please. I can't get them on with us. Do you know what I mean? What else have you done? 
to start on through Cushion, he's uh, a Geordie. Yeah. He's in a song with Noel Gallagher, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. send us a link to him. Yeah, he's, he's about to. Columbia as well. Yeah, that's sick, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like Oasis-y arty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the smoke. I'm going to have the with them. Good lads, though, their sounds, yeah. Booked them for Sound City a couple of times. I think the harm, maybe make Chris Mach a bit more electro. He could there goes in his solo stuff. Anyway, Chris Mach, so he's really good. He used to do Silent Sleep. Song like uh, Bombs Out Church. He's built it. The Cavalist of the Hush Tones latest single, well, EP, set of covers. They just finished their album with Steve Levine. Hopefully, that'll pop out sometime early next year. So, uh, get on that. They're locals, they're good. Yeah, get more birds on the podcast. It's always <laughs> lads, isn't it? <laughs> Mix it up to some belter girl. Girls making belter music, you know, Liverpool. Really, just that's it. Get the money, yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of all us all hard ugly fellas. <laughs> <laughs> sticking the place out. Airy a bit. Well, therefore, get them on, like. <laughs> Just to send them over. Yeah, no, that way to some. Definitely keep the, the very key going. I'll send you loads of bands, mate. If you want some, uh, some different very key. Oh, I like the rap gear and all that as well. Beyond average here on them. It's no, not really into the rap. Live, I'm Liverpool, like that, yeah. Liverpool crime and all that. They've been in before, Sounds, aren't they? Yeah, good, really good lads. Really good. Yeah, Holly and Jay, fucking, they're, uh, they're sweet. They're not soft neither, do you know what I mean? But the, uh, they've got a boss collective on the go as well. I've worked on them in a few uh, gigs a couple of years ago. I was surprised at how, like, supportive they all are and they all get behind. You know, like, bang, like, to be honest, the house back each other up, but there can be little bitchy undertones going on. But, like, the, uh, the grime, Liverpool grime scene, boss, you know, Cove doing a lot of the production, the video work behind, and these are top twos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Get him on, mate. He's been doing gear for years. He's like, he's writing, producing, making videos. He's been going, like, you know, maybe not as hard as me, but like, he's been going a good sense, 12, 15 years or something. Get on him. And like, he'd be a good one to talk because yeah. he's got some mystery and he's cool. 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 Yeah. I can put you in touch with him. Yeah. I know. He's a good guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, no, break up to other genres of music and like he's, he's got some like, no, some stories to tell and other sides of the industry as well from doing his own label and working yeah. with bits. He's, yeah. he's a proper like, you know, especially for the alternative music there, do you know what I mean? He's like, a verb and tunes, he's all over it. Get on him. And he's on all, all the new, the new grime in Liverpool. He's the man. You've got any, like, mad stories then, or, like, running, not necessarily running you've had with people, but... <laughs> like, obviously, from you must have from touring and all that. Yeah, I suppose, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to uh, get into all, like, the, uh, the madness, because it's fucking... It's not, I feel a bit, like, harder, I suppose, you know what I mean? When you've been acting, it's fucking not bad on tour and that, but I suppose, like... I don't know, speaking to me mate the other day, Rodriguez, this, you heard of him, some singer-songwriter from Detroit, from the uh, 70s, was on tour with him and his family about six years ago. He's like, there's old fella, playing these massive congress halls across Europe. But he was like, he knew every day he'd say, and of course the fucking, he'd smell the weed, he'd come in, he'd start stinking the weed, and the best scram he had on tour was with him. And Crazy bastard, me so no scrans ever and like belter. And when we played Leeds Festival with the Maybes, 
we come off Alex Turner and there's fucking Queens of the Stone Age, that Josh on, but like he's a fucking scary cunt's proper like music. Like chanced him in the uh, in the catering and drummer was boss, I had a laugh with him and then like they're all clocking us because we just suck the whole cheese board. <laughs> cheese balls barring our table like not a slice each full thing just chonging fucking having the full thing when we put the maybes we were just we were ruthless then do you know what I mean we were hard work it was a good laugh we were on our toes a lot but it was a uh, it was good fun just to get you know one time in Leeds he started to switch us off after 10 minutes so they switched the PA off so a few of the lads carried on playing me and Nicky Ellis just picked up the mic stands and fucking smashed the stage up <laughs> the bouncers come on stage trying to throw us off or do us in we bailed with our guitars fucking no big juice bombs can't keep up like, you know, we were, like, not much older than yourself then so we were just flying dropping them out run through leads fucking like a belly hill thing then chased fucking stupid proper stupid and I'd fucking knock shit out of me if I saw myself. I'm <laughs> fucking dickhead. And we were just we were we were little urchins, do you know what I mean? It was good though, do you know. We thought we always thought we were in the right. We had some, do you know, we had some like righteous fucking chip on our shoulder. It was cause of this, cause of that. But we used to graft loads, do you know what I mean? We used to work our asses off. So we'd like, you know, we felt like it was like say it was a crusade that when I was saying before about like do you prefer it then or now or what? Like like there's part of it that was just and mad far out but it's like it can become a bit heavy that you know what I mean yeah. it's like you no know, consuming and not like it's got to be done this way setting your standards dead iron when they're not met then you're like kicking off or like ends up fuming with your best mates and like you know Nicky Ellis now unfortunately we've made up a lot do you know what I mean he's like he's been one of my best mates all my life but through the end of the maybe we fell out due to like different things and you know it's good to like resurrect that friendship in whatever way it is now and like Something like a band to get in the way of that over time is a fucking bit shit, man. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It was like sort of what maybe them type of relationships are what make bands tick and what make them so good. When then that relationship suffers due to the band, it's a bit. Mm. What I mean, it's like catch twenty two in it. It's a bit of a shame. Do you reckon you'll ever go back to the maybe's? Do I fucking do it every day of the week, to be honest with you. Like, I wouldn't, to be honest, I'm not going to stop making music with the T-Street band. That's what we do now. Could even do a new album with the maybe's or an old album with the maybe's. Who knows? It's not about, like, you know, a big choice in things. I think it's about where everyone's heads are and what we would, what it was about. It's not like, don't get me wrong, we're not going to be doing that to, like, make job, are we? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. some fucking reunion. We have no, no, we're not worth the tickets or anything. Be a case of us doing it for the day, for the buzz. And if that buzz is right and if we're having a day, a good time there, do you know what I mean? Like, with it. And if we can, there's an hand, to be honest, if we fucking sound any good. Mm. First, you don't know, do you? It's all in your head. Yeah. yeah, you're fucking boxing, you're fucking. <laughs> really shit yeah. not doing 50 60 hours a week again mate I'll tell you that <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like that. so i'd love to mate no no cut a long story very short <laughs> like no i'd love to yeah yeah It'd be cool but as and when that could happen different matter you know what i mean yeah but yeah we in the olympia couple of nights hmm. nice where just what did you say like the best moment's been for you so far like Where's the peaks? Do you know what I mean? Like, peaks, I remember. We used to have, like, when we were the maybes, there'd be loads of, like, gigs where fights would go off. 
uh, madness and I'm not the fight I'm not into violence I'm not condoning that at all do you know what I mean we just that was just high energy and very memorable things but I remember because we were all on our toes and we didn't really give a fuck and things like that had happened there was no consequences then yeah so yeah. like he was a bit loose with things and you know we were we were alone to ourselves. we weren't signed to no record label we weren't managed ourselves. we were hard work with that do you know so I remember like one summer probably about like 2006 or something rolling into the magnet gig and like chasing after the van as it was pulling off because we just loaded our gear in because the van had the skins in to have because you could smoke in venues so we'd be like chonging in venues and all that like fucking shouting like having half a buzzing off somewhere was running after the van in the middle of the street doing for like a 30 pence pack of skins when you could go to the shop buzzing and how fucking meths we were like, I remember me and Nick saying, fucking, it'll never get as good as this. And it's like, <laughs> you're just proper in your scruff and like, you're playing a gig that night, maybe to like 60, 70 people, you know, but like, you don't give a fuck instead of being all serious. And yeah, like, yeah. there's an agenda to it. And they're like, we've got fucking elders, all these people who need to play good and all that. It was like, that was a really good thing. And then, I don't know, madness with the T Street when you're like, in places you shouldn't be. In like Sundance Film Festival in Utah, there's all movie stars in this big mansion you're in up this private mountain in the parks outside Park City. Like fucking people from the usual suspects and all, you know, Paul Madheads, Rob Bryden, but Rob Bryden and Steve Coogan were doing this advertising that strip thing they were doing that tv show they're all there and we're just like rotten drunk with all these pop stars and these movie stars <laughs> like like i mean but rotten drunk how the fuck have we ended up here <laughs> like in our scruff and there's like people and all you know in proper toes up shit shutting the exo patron and that just having a laugh like we shouldn't be here and then one of the lads is coming out and having a piss in the back garden like pushing <laughs> off because we're just still scruffs do you know what i mean like how have we ended up doing this like you know, things like that. When you get a minute and like, they're just bizarre settings that you're not, no, it's not your world. You have a laugh in them, don't get you wrong, you know, in cinema day, but you're like, this is fucking mad, this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, basically when they're the bevies and the scran, I would, I'd be too good, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Normally to pay like 70 quid for it. It's like, just there, on tap. <laughs> Go ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah, boss that. Decent. Funny, funny, we used to like, that's, Ended up in some mad places with that. Suppose, like Timo said years ago, you know, it's good to be able to, like, in an airport, taking your guitar off a, you know, the fucking revolving thing, you know, picking that up and flying anywhere on the back of your, uh, your guitar. It's like we call it the grand scam. At the end of the day, you're in a bedroom with your best mates yeah. making shit up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, just somehow. If it's good or bad, who knows? But someone wants to take you somewhere on the back of that. Like when you've got mates who are grafting, working hard every day, you work hard yourself, don't do bits for dawn. And somehow, there's the odd time when you just made shit up with your best mates in a bedroom. And like, like, you know, that's not, you know, you've got to work hard, but that's not hard work. To be honest, isn't it? You're not on a site mm. grafting your ass off blisters. Mm. Like John Lennon, I've got blisters on my fingers. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. Fucking love the Beatles and that, but come on, mate. You know what I mean? Fucking throw a shift in. You know? <laughs> but you'll have got, but at the same time, you'll have got to work hard and do the bits. You know, with the bars. Who's going to take it anyway? Mm. I mean. Would you say there's anything which you don't like about the music industry? 
the music industry. Yeah. Music sounds. The music industry is full of shit. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of people involved that are justifying their own wages. That don't have to be there. There's a lot of people in some of them positions that are very creative, and add to the whole mix. Mm. Like there's a lot of people that just justify their existence in an A politics way. I think there's people that fucking are in that creative process that shouldn't have any fucking business being anywhere in there whatsoever. And then there's shit that bands shouldn't have any business in, like contracts and shit like that, you know. Like, you know, speak to lawyers, get it sound advice, but and know your rights, but you know, don't get too caught up in bits, stick with the music. But I think you know, now all that Spotify shit's so, all, you know, you can get your music heard, how much money you get back, it's all a mad thing, you know, it's like, it's, it's horrible, the, the rates of it. I think, to be honest, I think if you work it savvy, you can earn some good dough from it now. Mm. Now a lot of people bitch about it, but it's happening better than people downloading it for nothing anyway, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, at least you can get some kickback. But, like, I still think the fact that that company that fella who owns that company has got more money than Paul McCartney and he can't even write a fucking song or play, write, yeah. play a chord. Do you know what I mean? Do you know, yeah, he can't play that. music. Like, that just shows you how full of shit it is. Do you know, that music existed there all before. Just because the platform, how we consume music's changed. Some mm. clever cunts there just rinsing everyone. You know, like, by all means, mate, he's, you know, he's where he should be getting dull. Don't get me wrong, I'm not. Mm. Like, but the slice of which they do take or the slice of which the artist ends up taking is a bit shit, isn't it? Yeah, I've seen a band on Twist the other day, I think they said they got 200 quid for like, I think it's like 250,000 streams, and it's like it's fucking buttons, it's, isn't it? It works out, if you get a million streams, you get 6k. So like, <coughs> but you know, like, if you've got a million sales of that one song, don't get me wrong, you'd fucking be smashing it. But, you know, how many people, actually different individual people, take to stream a million times, maybe like, 20,000 people, mm. do you know what I mean? Like 20,000, because you're really only 20,000 sales. If they keep listening to it year after year after year after year. It's yeah. never going away, is it? Yeah, it's true. You haven't got to buy it mm. once and then it's done. But I just think like, do you know, so I think the service and the way it is and the platform's fucking boss. I think the split, the ratio of them splits is full of shit. I still think, you know, them people who are sort on that platform should be well reimbursed and get a good slice of it, but the way it is, it's too loaded for them compared to the artists at the end of the day, because they're fucking no one without them, are they? Mm. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so. No music, no Spotify. I think um, Kanye West started to start his own thing, didn't he, where, like, he, he sort of made, I think it was called Tidal or something. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It was his own platform, and he was going to pay the artists better than all that but type he, of thing. Yeah. And then but even with that, I mean, when he was trying to do it, he was having that. Even the, the files they were using, they were trying to go for WAVs, not you know, MPEG, sort of, the, the, the bands were to be better, it would be a better, through your headphones, you'd be hearing something better. Yeah. Because, like, them, you can't hear it when you're hearing a WAV file to the, and, and MPEG, the fucking, like, in them little headphones, each sound, dead small, they're dead compressed. It's like, there's no dynamic to it as much. Like, you are getting an inferior audio product if you want to be fucking dead robotic. About mm. it, it really is, it's shit. They really don't know throwing on vinyl or a posh wav file. I mean, you've got some boss Bose headphones going on noise cancelling your ear in a, like, instead of a 4 meg MPEG, you're hearing a fucking 90 meg wav file, the same song. It's like, you can hear the difference and them headphones are going to give you the full frequency. So when he was doing it, he was still trying to give, he was offering 
better audio than, than Spotify and better split probably. Mm. But, you know, market leader yeah. takes it there, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Once you're there, mate, king of the castle, fucked it, haven't you? Yeah. Everyone else, bastards. <laughs> I think vinyls have returned a bit though, haven't you? They have, like, I mean, you know, they're a good thing to have, they're a good thing to bite and like, you know, I love... I love it, certain records, you know, people have bought me bits and it's like, you cherish that, mate, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, some of your favourite records, someone gets you there. And they do sound lovely and warm, but still it's good to have, you know, things that are recorded, well, can be digitally and analogue these days, it's, you know, I like to have the boat. Them sales of vinyl, though, they don't account for fuck all, really. They're nowhere near what vinyl sales used to be. Yeah. It's like, you know, sales all over, I just fucking... Like a fraction of it, and they won't return because of you know when you're consuming new music, it is through streams, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the way it is. Get some more tomies. And I think it's shit that like albums aren't listened to as much anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you know people just like the single? The thing on singles like the fucking. That appetite, just single after single after single. You want to like, I like, you know, write an album. You like, you know, just thought and care going into what track follows. What even if it's shit, but someone has stuck there. And yeah. Even the gap between songs seven and eight, is it like one point two seconds? Is it half a second? Is it three? Is it just silence? Is it this type of silence? Do people fucking get that anal? And mm. you're missing that when you're just going streaming track to track. I've been part of that problem with radio stations with the singles though. Because you just repeat, you just, you just take the same, like, num- the best, like, the title of the album. Say that song, for example, just regurgitate you take that. Yeah. Rather than going into and depth of the album. They, they definitely, like, add to that. You've always had to advertise an album with a single that's been on the go, but they reciprocate what's going on with the fact that you can skip and change and alternate and shuffle your playlists with digital music as opposed to, you know, like, you know, a vinyl, you've actually got to lift a needle, haven't you, and go. So, like, you know, radio stations too generally, they've backing that up. But I think they're half finished as well, aren't they? The radio, apart from them in your car, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Really, or like, yeah. backgrounds in work, do you know what I mean? They're not like, you know, everyone's, you can throw whatever fucking music you want on Spotify playlists, new music, Friday and all that, and mm. all the things, you know. Yeah. People listen to the different playlists that are coming out, don't they, do you know what I mean? get things through that that's the new radio essentially which is just like that tune after tune after tune yeah and they're getting plugged by some record label what tune they should be having and all that caper so you know just, yeah it's make, putting me off making this album here that's what you lay down do you know what i mean normally like about 15 18 tunes whittle it down to 10 or 12 that makes sense together or that are the best recordings essentially get it on what you do with the rest of the tunes then? Launch them. Throw them. Unless they're really good and like, just like, they just don't, it's so removed from the other music on the album, it wouldn't make sense. But yeah. generally, like, you can't, even if sometimes you can go in and it's a boss song, but you just, and you've tried it a few times, different studios, different producers, but it sounds shit. It hasn't translated to a good record and yeah. might just be a live tune or, mm. you know, exist when you play it where you do, but the recording sort of dictates what make the album up really mm. and then if you're fortunate enough that you have got 
fuck everyone's turned out a belter. You'd probably do another EP out of it or something, you know, you know be yeah. shot or a fresh single. Just there. Uh, but no way. Our race isn't that. We're not that prolific, do you know what I mean? Fucking I wish. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's our phone. Do you got any more questions before we finish up then? Um, yeah, a few actually. Um, right. What's that to match on? Do you know in terms of like venues you've played and that? Have you yeah, ever played man. any like what would you say the best venue you've played is? Or is there, like any like weird ones and anything which you've played? I don't like played at Hawarinas, played academies up and down the country, do you know what I mean? Like the old shoes and that don't like them. Some are better than others. Mm-hmm. Some are old theatres convert and they sound really good. Like the Olympia's a gorgeous venue, but the sound isn't great even if you've got some great people making doing the best in there it's like it's a hard one to be honest like prestigious looking around going shit this is boss george's all playing yeah. st george's all mm. in there that was just like looking around at this mad building like fucking hell mate i'm on this stage here do you know what i mean like looking you know it looks good you know it feels good like you know and you get an access to like normally you know it's like go this way don't no entry and all that yeah and when you're playing mm-hmm. there you can go wherever you want like shackles are off you know so yeah you're yeah. able to have a nose around somewhere like that and don't you don't feel like a punter then do you know what i mean it's like that's that's a really nice there's not many people that have played st george's all do you know what i mean that's a pretty unique one but I've played fucking everywhere in this city and up and down. But yeah, I'll stick with that. Yeah. George's all. Yeah, must have been boss that like. Yeah, lovely mix. Sounds mm. like shit though. It's <laughs> <laughs> not made for it, and I mean, fucking echo and bouncing everywhere. Some good pictures though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Nah, that was good though, really nice. Yeah. And the Stanley Theatre, I don't know if you've ever been there on the side of the mouth as well. That's a belter. Like, Bar 600 people, so goes one. Sansi Bar, Sansi yeah. Bar was fucking boss. Tony Butler, the man. Yeah. Sansi Bar was always a fucking shit. Like gone, gone now. Cause I seen like. So no, well to be honest, mate, you know like I know people tried to resurrect it. Once Tony was gone, it was gone anyway. You know he was the Sansi Bar. You know what? You know mate, it was, it was him. You know his ethics, his efforts, his energy, his. Fucking madness, his bossness, his fucking giving you shit when you're loading in. It's a pain you're on the way out of the pat on the back, do you know what I mean? Like he was the Shanzi Bar. Building's just a building, isn't it? What is yeah. a city but the people? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People put the energy, people put the heart into things. Anything else is just a space. And another space will come along made by someone else. Definitely all things must pass, mustn't they? Mm. George Harrison's anniversary <laughs> this week. Get a few quips in. But you know, yeah. Sandy Bar was boss when somebody had it, he knew what was going on. It was a special place to have fun. Do you know, and, like, and there will be something else. Some other lunatic. Like, Tony will be a pain in the ass, but a boss one. Making sure everyone from the age of 13, 12 can get up and go somewhere and play and get a gig on the go. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That'll be happening. Yeah. Whoever that loon is, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. is, is there any advice which you'll give to like, a young up and coming band? Yeah, just, especially scousers, you, like, just carry on playing and let other people do the business, but keep your head in the business, but, like, 
don't fucking don't be paranoid of everyone trying to rip you off. Everyone's yeah. gonna rip you off anyway. Spotify, <laughs> what the fuck? No one's negotiating them fees. You're getting rinsed all over. Don't worry about it. Just get in the fucking studio. Yes, as much as you can. It's nothing special about that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you, you do anything. You have, you have sportsmen on here, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like you know, it's practice getting in here. Like drills, drill, bang, bang, bang. 40, 50 hours a week. It's only how you get good. Playing on your own, playing with your mates, battering it till fucking. Mm-hmm. No one can take that away from you. The sound just make together. So get stuck in. Yeah. Just play your ass off together. Don't waste time. Just do that and everything else. Be sound. If you're on ass, you just want to be in a band though, to look good. Just stay in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck it off. Like <laughs> nothing. But um, you need. I'm not messing. At least thirty hours a week. Like at least playing together. Anything less than that, fucking two or three. Four hour practice, he's got to fuck, he's doing nothing on that. Yeah. That's like, that's getting started. It's warming up, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to do the proper gear, and that, that's it. Anything else? Be, be, which is being a professional, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing something, getting paid, throw the graft in. You know, footy, all the big footy heads, best in the world. They're the ones that are staying back later than training, aren't they? Yeah. That's yeah. some free kicks, training harder, physically harder, all the techniques, all the skills. It's the same, no matter what, it's just another skill, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuck in, yeah, so work your asses off. <laughs> Lazy bastards. <laughs> yeah. Have you got anything else? No, we're all done. Go on, well, we always Boss. finish with uh, what's your favourite pint? Favourite pint? Uh, fucking Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke, pints, yeah. yeah. Don't really drink lager, me. No. Short drinker. Short pints of fucking bourbon. Good bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, and Coke. The whole pint. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, last time I played Sound City, I was trying to never had like a bevy before to go on, really. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't have that such courage thing, I love it, but like, Simo poured me a fucking, like, basically a pint of uh, Jack and Coke before we went on. It was a fucking mess on stage. <laughs> fucking like that. Bass fell off its stack. Like, oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> <laughs> fucking ruined it for the start. So, yeah, a pint of fucking, pint of bourbon. And a mixer. Yeah. Fuck that lager. Fat enough, mate. So that was um, Nick from the C Street Band. Um, we hope you enjoyed it and don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks very much. And thanks very much. Yeah, nice one, boys. Brilliant. It's right.